in a desperate bid to spare themselves the pain of watching another movie or doing any actual work, two podcast hosts take a trip back to the film that started their show and see how it holds up in comparison to the 27 Disney sequels released after it. Along the way, they give their definitive rankings for the Disney straight-to-DVD sequel cinematic universe and maybe play a game or do a draft or something. Scott Esmond and Kyle Davidson reprise the roles that made them famous in this hilarious podcast episode featuring zero new songs and zero new ideas. This week on the Made for TV podcast, it's the return of Return of Jafar. And now, our feature presentation. Do you want to do a podcast? That's what Scott said to me. I said, sure, why not? What do we talk about? How about movies made for TV? But what do we start with? There's so many movies we want to do. Do you want to do a podcast? Yeah, sure, why not? Let's do a podcast. Starting with the sequels of Disney. And now we're done. I thought, sorry, I was knocking to get the second verse to kick in. I thought you were going to really keep going, do the whole song. Oh, the whole, yeah, no, I was actually going to do the whole Frozen soundtrack. I thought for a a cold open for this one, I went with a cold soundtrack. I get it. I get it. That's very cold. Wow, that's great, (laughs) Kyle. Because the movie's called Frozen. Yeah. Wow. I mean, Jafar is an open door. I don't know. I was just going to do, I was just going to make the joke from my favorite line of the Star Wars sequel trilogy, which is somehow Return of Jafar returned. That was going to be my cold open. (laughs) Good. If I could ever deliver a line that is that I'm so clearly miserable while I'm saying but somehow almost make it work like Oscar Isaac does when he says somehow Palpatine returned <laughs> I would just I, I would be thrilled to I mean you know you're a great actor when you can almost sell that line yeah you know he yeah, pretty good uh, it's great stuff <clears throat> Kyle how's it going hello hey it's what's hey, wait pretty good what? Should we talk? Do we need to introduce what this show is? Oh, yeah, we should. Welcome, everybody, to the Made for TV <laughs> podcast. This is a show dedicated to celebrating and exploring the unique world of movies made exclusively for the small screen. My name is Kyle. My name is Scott. Did you like that? I, yeah, wow. That was, <laughs> that was wonderful. Thank you. I was practicing my falsetto all day, waiting for my moment to come in. I don't know, folks. We're off the we're off the rails today. Okay, you're saying to yourself, "What the huh? What what? Return of what? Huh? Who? This you get? You're getting yourselves a special New Year's bonus episode, aka an episode where we didn't want to have to do anything, any real work." You know, so we said, why don't we just rewatch Return of Jafar and we'll just kind of quickly gloss over it and then rank all the Disney sequels because that's a fun thing to do. People like lists. Yeah. Right? I mean, we did a major series. We got to we got to put a little end cap on it. You know, I'm not ready to just move past it. You know, yeah. Like I need some time to 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 properly process what we went through. 
covering all the movies. Yeah, 28 <laughs> movies. This is going to be cathartic for us. Jafardic. Jafartic? Jafartic. Yes. Yeah. I know we've already discussed this movie at length, and I'm sure we talked about it when we did the our first episode ever, which was on this movie, right? Yeah. I'm not going to go back and listen to it. I don't recommend you do either, because I'm sure it sucks. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but it's crazy to me looking at the Wikipedia page for this movie and just seeing budget $5 million, box office $300 million plus. That's crazy. That's just insane how much money this movie made. Yeah. It's Good An Lord. empire birthed from that disparity. This is that, the one that, that started it. They put it out there and they said, wow, we wow. made 295 million. That's just crazy. Um, you know what else is, okay, I know normally we're going to talk about our days. We're all out of order. Folks, this is going to be a very loose episode. Loosey-goosey. It's a bonus episode. Yeah. You come to us normally for our rigid structure and our mm-hmm. deep, detailed, focused discussion. Yeah. But today, we really, we're coming at this kind of with no plan. If you want to know how little plan we have, this is the second time we've had to try to record this episode because we didn't make it clear <laughs> what true. we were actually doing before the first time we tried we to record it. We sat down and we realized we were not on the same page. Nope. <laughs> we said, all right, let's take a day. We'll reconvene. We'll go ahead and come back later to it. Uh, so... Oops. Yeah. So we're going to be very loose, just kind of all over the place today. Um, Go with so the flow, loose. You know? Oh, okay. I know what I was going to say. This movie, Return of Jafar, I watch, Kyle, I watch a lot of old Siskel and Ebert episodes. Uh, no um, idea I don't what know. that is. All right. Well, it was essentially like, it's kind of like a YouTube Ebert. movie. Yeah, Roger Ebert. Yes. It's uh, Gene Siskel and Roger Ebert. What they they used to have a show that ran for like decades where they would review all of the newest like the new movies of the week. All right. Right? And they would give them a thumbs up or a thumbs down basically. And it was just like you would watch that show so that you would know what was worth going to the theater to see at the like for cool. any given weekend. Um, but it's just fun to watch the old episodes because it helps you find lesser known movies that they thumbsed up and they're all like recorded from people's TV uh, like copies. You know, it's like people's VHS top copies that they recorded off the television and then uploaded on YouTube. So you get a lot of old commercials in them, too. Oh, and it's just yeah, like that's it's, always it's very nostalgic to watch, especially if you pick years that you're familiar with a lot of the movies. But I bring them up specifically because they are like. They're real legitimate critics that give, you know, they're harsh to some movies. There's movies that you're like, that's a beloved iconic movie now. They thumbsed it down. <laughs> Fight Club, thumbs down. Thumbs down, you know? Fight Club. Thumbs down, Fight Club. You know what movie they both gave a thumbs up to? What? Return of Jafar. No, both of them they did not. gave this movie a Why? thumbs up. What? <laughs> I was watching an old episode this and this movie came they, up. Uh, a, a thumbs up good yeah just i've seen them thumbs down movies that i'm just like how are you possibly not seeing that this is a great movie that's iconic 30 years later right mm-hmm. but return of jafar they were like you know what it's fun it's almost as good as aladdin it's not quite as good but it'll keep your kids entertained thumbs up that's <laughs> like okay but they were paid off somebody here's somebody the thing slept them I think you're right that Somebody. they were paid off because you want to know the parent company 
that owned the corporate the the production company that their show was made by hmm. Disney is uh, the parent company uh, and Disney uh, made this movie. Ah, right? you see the connection. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, I think something's a little fishy. Gene mm-hmm. Siskel and Roger Ebert, huh? <laughs> we're we're two real critics here. We can't be bought and paid for to give thumbs up to this oh, movie. No. Nobody would want to. No, pay us. They would not. It's factual. If you're listening, <laughs> you want to pay us. Oh, heck you yeah. can. I mean, yeah, we actually will be paid off. If you have a movie you want us to watch, you can pay us to watch it. We'll give it a good review. We'll, we don't care. We'll say whatever you want. Uh, money talks. All right, that's what they say. Uh, <laughs> but it's funny though, watching their old episodes because they did give this a thumbs up, and they give thumbs down to like every non-Disney animated movie. Oh, really? <laughs> they're, yeah, they're like, they're like, uh, it's not as good as a Disney animated movie. Thumbs down on that one. Which, to be fair, most of the ones they're thumbsing down are bad. But it's just, I thought it was funny. I thought it was a little, little fun fact, a little fun fact I'd say for this episode for us, Kyle. Dude, I love some fun facts, dude. I know you love some fun facts. It's now, fun forget. Facts. You know what it is, Kyle. Forget fun facts. Forget fun. Speaking of not fun, 2021, not fun, but also it's done. It's the new year. Yeah, it's over with. It's as of this recording, it is January 1st, 2022. Yeah. This new year, like the- new me. Huh. New I Year, New like Made for TV podcast. Ooh, there's our new Twitter name. Yeah. Go update that right now. Uh, <laughs> Do it right now. Pause the podcast. <laughs> um, yes, it is. It is January 1st. This might be the closest we've ever recorded to release date for an episode. You yeah. Think? Yeah, because there was one we re-recorded, but I feel like... Yeah, because we're like, what, three days from release date or four days or something? Yeah, so, yeah. we're like right on the edge. Oof. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> My problem, I'm the one who has to edit it, but this should be an easy one to throw together because we're just, we're just, we're just chilling. Kyle, how's the new year been for you so far? I, I haven't seen you in... <laughs> About 12, eight, uh, eight Not hours. even 12 hours, yeah, like 10 hours. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was good. Um... Little seems like maybe a stomach bug in our house, possibly. That's great news. A, Let yeah, me tell you, great news for anybody who is over at my news. house recently with with their whole family. Uh, uh-huh. If you were over at my house celebrating the new year, and, thank uh, God we yeah. definitely didn't stay the night at your house too. <laughs> we didn't like all of our family say, "Let's just stay in together at Kyle's house for New Year's." Mm-hmm. Nothing severe. It's just like Cash was just like, I have a, I have a stomach ache. And I'm like, well, I mean, it could be from eating whatever, like a bunch of like sugar and stuff yesterday, but surely not. Maybe that it's much the chicken you made because I didn't have any of that chicken and I feel fine today. Might have been. I mean, Carrie was kind of, of feeling too, worse before so. she had any of the chicken, though. So, uh, so we'll see. Maybe it was the chicken. Cash didn't have any of the chicken, though. Well, then I really, I have no, I have no theory then. I'm just going to hope that my family has, I guess, superior immune systems and we don't get sick. I think it's, it's I, yeah, I don't really know what to make of it. Yeah. There, nah. Nobody's really that sick or anything. So 
it's it's good. We just watched movies all day. Tried watching Toy Story with Cash, and he uh, didn't like it. We had to turn it off halfway through. <laughs> what? I didn't, he didn't want to watch it. It got like too scary. When like I, I think he didn't like the discourse between Woody and Buzz. And the, we've watched bit, Toy too Story much confrontation before. between them. Yeah, yes. like we've we uh, we've watched Toy Story before. Him, him and me but i think he was just like his stomach wasn't feeling good and he was just like it was too intense and like sid he like w- it was it was at the point when they were in the arcade and and buzz was in the alien uh spaceship thing with all mm-hmm. the with all the little green men yeah, and the sid was game getting thing. him with the claw and cash was just like no i i hate this like like he was so scared for Buzz that Sid was gonna get him. Wow! So, We're gonna have to get a Cassius corner on the Toy Story franchise, yeah. apparently. <laughs> yeah, did yeah did not like it. But we've watched the other Toy Stories too, and he's been maybe fine with it, well so. maybe part of it is I feel like as a kid I maybe didn't like the first Toy Story as much because I like when Buzz and Woody are friends. Yeah, and so then to go back to before they've had that, you know emotional arc where they've come together it can be hard to go back to yeah because it's not like super fun devolved. to watch like it's funny because to watch like as an like it's fun to see like what he'd be like you are not a toy right but as a kid yeah. like that's kind of like sad it's like watching like your friends fighting like you don't want to watch that and so i think it's, that's what he was i think that's what he was experiencing so it's kind of like when i whenever i'm like re-watching avatar the last airbender it's like I kind of skip, I always skip ahead to like when Toph has already joined the gang, you know, mm-hmm. because it's like I want to see all of Team Avatar together. And sometimes I don't like I'll, I'll pick favorite episodes from the first season and watch them. But it's like, uh, I don't want to. I, I like the show once it hits its stride and every and all my friends are working together, to, you yeah. know, to accomplish things. And that's with Toy Story. I like when Woody and Buzz are a team together on a mission you know mm-hmm. that's, yeah that's like with the when I, my last rewatch was with cash which he wasn't really absorbing much of it i just mostly wanted to watch avatar kind of thing he said dad please turn this off no watch this yeah watch. exactly uh yeah. <laughs> i didn't really watch the first book but then like once it was uh once basically once when when Toph comes into picture i was sort of paying attention again and part of that for me is i've seen the first book so many times so because i've times. like watched it with friends like in college and things, I'd be like, you gotta watch this show. So we'd turn it on. I'd watch the first book with them, like in one sitting. And then I'd be like, all right, let's like, I'll, I'll see you in a week and we'll watch like some more episodes. And then yeah. like a week went by, I'd be like, Hey, want to watch it? And they'd be like, Oh no, I, I binge the rest of it. I just, I already yep. watched all of it. And I was like, Oh, that sucks. But it's your Buffy season one for me. It's like, I've watched Buffy season one so many times with people to get them to watch Buffy that it's like, I just, I don't ever want to watch it again. Yeah. You know, like I'm so sick of it, <laughs> but I'll suffer through it. If it means new people to discuss things with, I guess. Um, I'm trying to think of, uh, what, have we, what we did since we left your house. So yeah, we did stay at your house last night. We all celebrated new years together. We played exploding kittens and yeah. Watched the, I I hated that New Year's celebration stuff. It wasn't uh, I don't know. It didn't seem that good, but it it just really I felt I felt secondhand anxiety like from the crowd noise. You know, like I just kept putting myself in the 
headspace of being in that crowd and how miserable I would be if I was there. <laughs> and I just wanted it to like calm down for a second, you know? It's too much for me. See, I but would the go, I would go to fun. New I would go to New Year's Eve in Times Square. I don't no. know if Carrie would go with me, but I would mm-hmm. go. Like it'd be yeah, even I would if, do it once. There, even if there were no pandemic, I wouldn't go. I would be miserable if I went, <laughs> like, no matter what. Too many people for me. Well, the me. biggest thing is there's, like, no bathrooms, and you have to hold your, you have to, like, not go to the bathroom for, like, eight hours or something like that. Well, this doesn't seem worth it at all. For what? What is the, what do I gain? You get to experience it, of course. That's what oh, you get. So, wow. You get to see the ball drop, the Times Square ball drop. The ball, bro. That's like, of all the balls you could ever watch drop, that's probably like the second most meaningful ball drop yeah. of your life. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, great. I think it'd be fun. I think it'd be a good time. Be around, see a bunch of celebrities do their thing on this, you know, if you could actually see the stage. I don't know. I don't know what the setup is like in Times Square. Can you like, can you see the stage? Because it looks like little pods or something. Like, I don't even know if it's one stage. I don't, I, I imagine it's probably multiple stages and you're like picking the one that you think you're going to be the most interested in. So it's probably mostly boring standing around waiting for the performer that you want to see to come out on stage and do their one song, you know? Like, isn't that the worst part of going to a concert is that wait between bands when they're setting things up and you're just kind of like there. Yeah. If it's like a multiple things. And that's a concert is like, you get like multiple songs from a band between setups, Mm -hmm. but this would be, you get one song and then it's like 45 minutes of nothing until it cuts back to your yeah. stage. Like, that sounds horrible. That's my worst nightmare. <laughs> no, I would never do it in a billion, billion years. A million lives, I wouldn't get desperate enough to go to New York for New Year's Rockin' Eve. I think I'm Unless they want it. us to host it someday, then I'll do it. Can I have, like, a life resolution? Because it's not going to happen, like, this year. But, like, maybe, like, I want to go to New Year's Eve uh, on Times Square. One All day, right. in my make life. it a life resolution. That's my I think life that's called a bucket res- list item. Bucket bucket list. But it's, we're talking about resolution. Well, we're not talking about resolutions, but it's a new year. Resolutions, true. right? So yeah, we talked about resolutions last year. So this can be a yeah, last year. Yeah, last episode. Whatever. I didn't even mean to be making that as no. the <laughs> joke. I just didn't think about it um, when I said it. I was too busy thinking that resolution sounds like it should be the subtitle to the fifth Matrix movie if they ever make one, you know? Like, I don't know why all the Matrix sequels have R titles, you know? Like, mm-hmm. that's not like a convention that's just like, oh, of course, obviously they would all have R titles. Like, I what? Like, why? I get why. I get reloaded because there's a lot of guns in the first yeah. one. <laughs> and, and then maybe, I guess, you're like, well... Let's do another R one. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, we'll just do another R one to wrap it up. I guess, and then by the fourth one, you're just locked in. I guess we have to call it Resurrections. We have to do an R thing. Now they have to. You can't do a fifth one and not do an R now. That would just be madness. Maybe it'll be Return of Cipher. (laughs) Ooh, there we go. Return of Cipher. Just to try to make it sound like Return of Jafar. (laughs) I'd be into that. I love Cypher. Joey Pant- Pantleone, he's great in that movie. Yeah. Sleazy. 
he has a terrible line read at one part. Okay, this is my great opportunity to get on my soapbox here. Nobody ever agrees with me or notices this line read, and I can't <laughs> verbalize it well, so it's going to be horrible podcasting. What's wrong with it, okay? So, Kyle, you know in The Matrix, there is they have their, uh, their monitors that can preview, like visualize what's going on, yes. right? Mm-hmm. And they can the, the decoding programs can do that for the construct, Right. Yeah. Like the they can do that's the area that they just have on their like on their ship. The construct isn't the matrix, but but it is a digital world they can upload themselves into. Yeah. Okay. But they can't visualize the matrix itself because it's too complex. So that's why they have the digital rain code that they just read. Right. Yeah. So Neo asks about it. He says, like, why? can't why don't the decoding why don't you use the decoding programs on the matrix and he's and cypher says the decoding programs work for the construct but they can't decode the matrix the way he says it they work for the construct makes it sound like the programs are employed by the construct <laughs> not the programs function on the construct if you listen to the way he says the line, it will make sense, but it's so hard to describe. But the cadence of how he says it, I can tell that the actor playing Cypher, Joe Pantleone, or whatever his last name is, Joey Pants, has no idea what he's actually saying in that line. And it drives me crazy. It you is need the to get only on the, blemish uh, the Matrix on a perfect film. Wikipedia and uh, put your comments in there. I think that's where that deserves to go. I'm sure I fit. I would if there was a Matrix wiki, I would fit right in with the freaks of the Disney wiki (laughs) on there. I have seen the Matrix too many times. It's the only thing that bugs me every time I watch the movie. I just need I'm glad I got to put that out into the world, Kyle. Um, Listen, this is supposed to be a short and focused episode. Kyle, do you have anything else you need that you want to say about your uh, about the new year or how you're feeling or what's feeling good? 2022. It's our year, baby! Baby! 2022, baby! It's gonna be great. I pointed out when we were together, there'll never be a year with more twos in it in our lifetime. So, yeah. Huge. Wow. How do you feel about that? Uh, I feel like bad. it's a big deal. I feel bad. I love twos. I want uh, twos. I will. Here we are discussing a two. Speaking of twos, <laughs> Aladdin 2, The Return of Jafar. A movie... That, as I famously said in our first episode, I once thought was better than Aladdin. (laughs) Rewatching it again, I will say it's not better than Aladdin, Kyle. I think I can finally admit that. Even the second time. No. I do think that it was worth rewatching for me um, with the knowledge of the other sequels that came after it, to put it in perspective. Like... Because watching it and only comparing it to Aladdin, it's obviously bad. But watching it and then comparing it to its contemporary Disney straight-to-DVD sequels, you know, mm-hmm. there's there's some additional perspective on it and its quality, I will say. Yeah. And, yeah. I would, I would so, agree with that, too. I mean, it's, okay. it's uh, yeah, there's, uh, there's a lot of things in the movie that are much more uh like fun to to watch a second time when you know what's mm-hmm. coming when you know the movie is about iago 
And yes. so, and you're not like, you're not caught off guard by the multiple songs that Gilbert Gottfried sings to you. And you can, you can like kind of, dare I say, enjoy the music more when you I, know that that's what's, what's coming and what this movie is. I know. I, I felt the same way. I, uh, yeah, I, I rewatched it myself on, um, I actually rewatched the VHS tape. Um, instead of just watching it on Disney Plus, I have we have a little. I think I mentioned it in the last episode. We have a little v- VCR uh, TV combo in Dot's playroom, and I busted out the tape and watched it in there. And I'll say, it looks a lot better when you watch it on a tiny eight-inch TV. Um, yeah, and the you don't bright notice aspect ratio, and yes, it's not all stretched and garbage-looking. Um, I'll say that what I what I immediately noticed when I put it in is there's sort of like the movie has a little bit it's it's got kind of a grimy atmosphere that's almost charming in its like crappiness, you know? Like it's it's not you can see the grit in the drawing. Let's put it that way. Like you can see the shading, <laughs> the hand drawing. And that's not great necessarily. That's what you were thinking when when Jasmine's morphing on screen with right. her. Well no. Amorphous. Once Jasmine showed okay, once Jasmine showed up, I wasn't. But just in the opening when Arabian Nights is playing and yeah. like they're riding to their cave, I'm like, this is darker than than any of the like other Disney sequels that we watched, you know, like just the look of it feels kind of grim and dark and more stylish than especially the later ones like Ariel's beginning that are so digital that they're like nothing, you know? Yeah. I did appreciate the more analog kind of cruddy nature of this because it reminds you of the humans that were making it. Yeah. We probably crapped on the animation pretty hard the first time and then watching the Mm -hmm. rest of these and like, Oh, I don't know which one. What what was one that was especially bad with its animation? I mean, like Bell's Magical World. Yeah, Bell's Magical World. Anything, any of the <laughs> those were terrible. Um, yeah, even like Kronk's New Groove. I mean, that was yes. way later. Still, mm-hmm. just unpleasant. And this one yeah. was at least like decent animation. Rewatching it, you know, it, yeah. it, except for like the character models, like Jasmine, like she's she is an, an amoeba in this one or. Face she has no moves. yeah def- she's literally looks like a her head looks like one of those like green aliens from the 90s you know like the classic <laughs> yeah big-headed alien <laughs> yeah. like that's what she looks like in the movie um but it but but there but there is a charm to being able to see the seams on it i guess in a way like because a lot of them look bad like you said but at least with this one, it's like, okay, well, I can tell a person sat down and drew that on paper, and they had to do it quickly, so it looks kind of shitty, but it's <laughs> nice that I can see their work coming through, and it makes me think about the human being as opposed to just being, I don't know, freaking Sally Field purple mermaid lady with her wigs. That's nothing yes. at all. Yeah. So that was nice. Um but yeah, like you said, I thought the music held up pretty well on second rewatch. Yeah, I think the I music say- was better for me. Like mm-hmm. it was, you know, I uh, I always liked that first song, and I think you like really did not like that "I'm Looking Out for Me" song yeah. by Gilbert Gottfried, and I still really like that one. And then later, when he's Iago and Jasmine are singing, I was just more into it. I was like, "This is silly. This is kind of fun." And then Aladdin comes in, and that that song's a little bit better to me, you know. And yeah. then there's I feel like there's 
the other musicals on this list of 28 movies, uh, there was a lot of of songs that were nothing, that were not memorable, and these yes. were at least had something going on. Like this movie has, I don't know if you call it a gimmick, but it's like a thing. Like it's it's Gilbert Gottfried singing in a lot of them, uh, it, it, or singing through this musical, um, and it just has this like. We we just did these Christmas movies, right? That are terrible Christmas movies. Ones that I love to yes. rewatch because they're bad. <laughs> yes. And and after watching this one a second time, I was like, maybe maybe I'll <laughs> want to put on Return of Jafar again because it has a little bit of that silliness. It's got it and then it's got Jafar in it, who is one. You know, it was like our one positive thing we said about this. The first <laughs> thing was Jafar is awesome in it. He comes in, he's supposed to be a, enslaved to a B-small and just immediately takes over that power dynamic and is in charge of everything, you know, like yes. takes over and it's it's cool. It's just great. Jafar's awesome in it. So it's- I agree. Yeah. The So I would say the things that like that that were like, things that were, I was tepid on or kind of liked, I enjoyed more the second viewing, right? Yeah. Um, especially just on, I just, I felt very nostalgic watching it on VHS tape. Cause that's how I watched it as a kid, probably a million times. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I honestly, I didn't take a, a downturn in enjoyment when Jeannie showed up. Cause it was like, I forgot that he was going to show up and not be Robin Williams, even though I knew that yeah. intellectually, <laughs> it was yes. like, I was into like, I was like kind of getting into the Iago story, you know? And then Jeannie showed up and I was like, oh yeah, he's in this and he's different and that still sucks and it's not Rob Williams and then he yeah. does the whole song just going through all the different <laughs> yeah, all the different suck. cultures in the world and it's not great doesn't hold up well for the 2020s nope. you know and so, nope yeah yeah but uh so overall it was uh fine it was more enjoyable so, to rewatch enjoyable. than I thought yeah. I thought I was just gonna be miserable rewatching it and Turns out I chuckled a lot more and was like, you know what? All right. I see some value in this movie. We see your value, Return of Jafar, and you started an empire. <laughs> you did. So really? Yes. You did. There's one element we need to discuss that I don't think we discussed the first time around that I've never thought about until I was watching it this time, I don't think, Kyle, which is, is it weird that Iago has teeth? Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> he's a bird with a beak <laughs> that also has teeth. Why did they make that desi- design choice? <laughs> I don't know. Did he not have teeth? And they're like, no, this sucks. So <laughs> I bet it looked weird. What to other see him animated talking? birds have teeth? I don't know. I just you never really think about it, but he smiles and it's a beak with teeth, and that's a weird thing. I don't know. What are some other animated birds? That uh, I well, can I just Google? searched famous animated birds and uh-huh. uh on the, the you know the google images front page there's big picture of viago just smiling with his full yeah. set of teeth <laughs> but i mean we got toucan sam we got the yellow tweety bird yeah tweety bird yeah i'm not seeing any teeth donald duck daffy duck yeah. woody the woodpecker They're... no teeth angry birds really... no teeth <laughs> no teeth big bird no teeth no teeth. I feel like I really crack something here watching this Wait, movie. Wait, no. Angry Birds. What? The Angry Birds Ooh. do have teeth. 
Oh, maybe angry birds all have teeth. Iago is an angry bird. Yeah, so they got, they're angry, so they need teeth. That makes sense to me. I feel like the design looks good. Like I feel like it would. I it does look good. I. That, it definitely doesn't look weird in the movie. Like I've never questioned it before. This last viewing, when yeah. I was just sitting there, and I like he smiled, and I was like, "Huh, birds don't have teeth." Like it just kind of clicked to me that it was weird all of a sudden. Zazu, but, no teeth. No teeth. I guess they Folks, have to be. Let angry. us know. What do you should birds have teeth? Should birds have teeth in Tweet cartoons or in real life? Should we genetically modify some birds so yes. they can have some teeth? Some should molars. We? Say tweeted us hashtag can't be beak if you think that they shouldn't have teeth because you can't beat a beak. I don't know. What do you, uh, <laughs> I did not follow I that one. Nothing. Yeah, it wasn't very good, but it was the first thing that came to my mind. Uh, you know? I don't know. Oh, yeah. I'm not, listen, this, this isn't in our best episode, Kyle, okay? But that's true to form for a Return of Jafar episode. All right? I'm not giving you my A material. I had to walk home in the rain to record this episode, you know? You ran home. You told me you ran. I did. I jogged home. I jogged the last couple blocks because I was like, I was kind of feeling like I had to go to the bathroom and it was cold and wet. And I was like, I'd rather just get home and go to the bathroom, get it over with, you know, get out of this cold. Celia did. I don't I do want to point out Celia offered to drive me home. Everybody in my family offered to drive me home. But we were just decorating a, a gingerbread house, building a gingerbread house at Celia's aunt's, which is like one like real block away from us you know like it's not far it's like a 10 minute walk so i said i'll just walk home guys don't worry don't spoil the fun for me i gotta go record a podcast you aren't you guys jealous what you really did there Absolutely. this is a family thing and you left as soon as it Some got started you're this... like you know what i'm sorry yeah. guys i gotta go i gotta record a podcast about the return of the return of Jafar. We already did it yeah. once, but now we're gonna retalk about Sir, it. Trust, guys, it's really important that I discuss Return of Jafar for additional time because we only talked about it for like an hour and a half because it was our first episode. Yeah. And I know that our fans are looking for at least three hours of discussion yeah. on every movie. <laughs> yes, they are. So it's just no good, guys. I gotta go back. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Good. Some of us take this podcast seriously, unlike Kyle, who was like, we were gonna record it too, and he was like. My wife's got a tummy ache. I can't record. That's what he texted me in those exact words. That's how I read all of Kyle's texts. Yep, um, exactly. Yeah. I said, that sounds like Carrie's problem. So why don't you just hop on the mic, loser? Yeah. <laughs> he wouldn't do it. I said, man up, not wife. Cool enough. Man up. Yeah. Woman up. Come Woman on. Up. Wife up. Take care of our That's children. So I can talk Cash about the sick re- too. If anything, they, Cash and her should be isolated together if they're both sick. So yeah, she should Cash be stuck taking really care sick. of him. He's, I mean, he didn't. He was. He was. He just had a tummy ache, kind of. He said, yeah. "How?" I kept asking him how his belly felt. I was like, "You, how's your belly feel?" He's like, "Kind of good." And I'd be like, "Is it kind of bad too?" And he's like, "Yeah." He's like, "Okay." This is weird. Uh, he's becoming so, an adult. Yeah. He's <laughs> learning about life. How you doing? I don't know. Kind of good. Kind of bad. Yeah. <laughs> That's life. That's life. That's life. All right. Um, I don't really have much more to say on no. Return of Jafar think, myself. Yeah. Yeah. I think uh, that pretty much hit all the notes. Yeah. So. It's just, it's, it's fine. It's, it's a fun enough kind of little messy piece of history that feels like 
it feels quaint knowing that it, they couldn't have known what they were going to set off with it, you know? So yeah. that's fun. Give it a rewatch, folks, or don't, because there's no reason to rewatch most of these movies, yeah. except for maybe a few, Kyle. <gasps> Perhaps do you think we should pivot into discussing what those few might be by giving our definitive ranking of the Disney straight-to-DVD sequel. There's a lot of Ds. Yeah, I tried plan that. I wrote it out. I definitely write things ahead of time for this and plan them, and I'm not just bullshitting off the top of my head, obviously. Wait, did you rewatch all 28 of these to do this ranking? Of course. Well, how else am I supposed to rank them? Okay, Kyle? good, because I did, I... and we we're gonna have to yeah. we we're gonna have to pause the podcast again and postpone it again <laughs> if, you didn't have, you if you didn't rewatch all of them. Of course, I have a confession to make, Kyle. I didn't rewatch Hunchback of Notre Dame two because we already discussed it twice, it's and I true. thought that that would count. If you want to reset, then. I can all understand. We can stop the record. I think record. it'd be best if we did. Okay, so. I'll go. I'll go rewatch it really quick. You just kill you 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 uh, vamp for a couple hours. I'll be right back. Actually, it's only like sixty minutes. It's not even a couple hours. That movie. Well, guess what? Um, we talked about fun facts earlier. Well, I got the fun facts. I already said them on Ariel's the last episode we did, but. These okay. are 28 movies, and it was it's a total of 35 hours that we watched of these movies. Put them together. We watched, spent 35 hours watching the movies, and we spent 66 hours talking about them on the podcast. Whoop, 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 whoop. We are here at the end, looking back at all these movies and putting them in the ranking. So maybe here we go. Yeah, this is what this is what the this is what our audience has been waiting for. You know, they this want is what the you have been waiting. You want to know which of these are worth watching. And these fine listeners, if you're saying, I already listened to you discuss all these guys. I know what you ranked each of them individually. So I know obviously what order they're going to be in in the list. I've memorized your scores. I would like to say personally, when arranging my list, I did not go off of my previous scores, but instead on how they had settled for me after the fact and which ones I felt like I would most enjoy watching right now. So I put them in the order of if I had to watch one of these again, which one would I choose right now? I had to ask myself a very, um, a a big question. I had to be real with myself and I had to say, do I trust myself more ranking these, these movies after watching all of them or less since I've watched all of them. And I landed on probably less. So I didn't change my numbers at all. But there are a few that I will mention that have a little bit more of a of rewatchability, I think. You know, like, mm. ooh, you know what? That one's pretty low on my list, but I might put that one on in, in, in front of one of these other ones up higher that were technically ranked better movie by myself. But... Gotcha. Yeah. But I, so I went I, through yeah. our episodes and I wrote down all of our rankings for both of ours. Good. And so I have Good. our average ranking. Do Ooh. you know what our, so we, our average ranking for all these movies out of mm-hmm. five, out of five stars. Yes. Do you think that you and I are close or do you think one of us ranked it, ranked these movies generally higher or one of us generally I would just lower? feel like you probably rank them generally higher, but I would be curious to find out if it is the opposite. So here it is. This is yeah. this is my I'll start with mine. My average ranking for these movies. Good, the bad, together the average 
stars. Okay. Now, how does that work on the ones that we ranked weird things like like Lilo and Stitch movies that we ranked out of 626? Well, we so did like, it out of like five, right? So and then we, yeah, and then we just changed it mathematically. So yes, yeah, I, I, I converted okay. it all to a, a percentage out of five stars. And so mine was 2.4, not quite 2.5. So on, on average, all these movies are all just, yeah. are, they get the rotten from me. And you ranked, your average was lower than mine, mm-hmm. predicted accurately by yourself. Uh, 1.96. Yeah, that sounds about right. That yeah. seems fair to me. On the whole, I would say it's a rotten bunch. So you, uh, in general, ranked uh, movies about a half star less than I did. And going through the list of, of mm-hmm. the movies, um, like in order where they were, it like kind of is kind of true like going through like for the ones that were episodes right you pretty much Mm -hmm. gave all those you know point fives you know and i think there's a couple i gave ones um but even my highest ranked are fours and yours are 3.75s and then yes so yeah so that's it all right kyle then i think we should start at the bottom we should just go through this is so I'm not talking about ranking them stars or anything. This is the numbered lit my numbered yes. list of how good from worst to best, I guess, of the Disney sequels. I think we should trade back and forth just saying our our positions for each one and discussing if we have something really worthwhile to say. OK, yep. Great. I think I can predict that we're going to have the same yes. number 28. <laughs> yes. <laughs> can we say Kyle? it together? Yeah. All right. In three, two, one. Bell's, Beauty and the Beast, Bell's, Bell's Magical, Magical World. World. There it is. There it is. What yep. a fucking stinker. <laughs> <laughs> you would rank this one. So you would, you would, this one also made your score, your average go down because you ranked it a negative one. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> I gave it a point five. Hot garbage, that movie. Just irredeemable in every way. I don't have a positive thought about this movie. No. Nope. Uh, we really... In, and in fact, our least popular episode, which is always funny to me, because I think it's a, a worthwhile listen, uh, just because we dunk on the movie so hard. It sucks so much. Yeah. Um, okay. All right, Kyle. Number 27 for me. I will say these first five are basically are going to be predictable because they're going to be these episodic ones. You mm-hmm. know, I imagine it's the same for you. I think the second worst of the episodic ones is Tarzan and Jane. Personally, I, uh, I gave that my number 27 spot. Yeah. That one has my number 25th spot actually. And so Ooh. my 27th and 26th, my, my 27th spot, second worst, I put bells enchanted Christmas Ah, just because okay. it's an offense to Christmas, it really is. It's That's bit, true. It's you a, love Christmas. Love Christmas. So much. This oh, one's it. bad. It ruins the beast further. The, those <laughs> two just deserve to be at the bottom for the sole reason that they that they soiled my opinion of Beauty and the Beast in general. Like I just can't even rewatch the original now because the beast is is so terrible. So mm-hmm. it's ruined all the all the possible romance that there could be between Belle and a in a giant animal man and that's damning to just straight up ruin uh one of the movies with the sequels slash midquels so and so you had good yeah so that was my 27th and my 26th Mm -hmm. 
is Atlantis 2, Milo's Return, was my 26th. And then I gotcha. Tarzan and, and then Jane. Tarzan and Jane. Yeah. Well, Kyle, my 26 is also Atlantis. Milo's return. Uh, so we're in agreement on that one. Just not with what surrounds it. It was hard to when it came to ranking these episodic ones. You know, I basically just went with like. Which of the original movie, like I ranked them according to how much I like the original movies, I guess. Mm-hmm. So it was just like, I guess I like Atlantis maybe a little bit more than Tarzan because I like the design elements. So Atlantis goes ahead of Tarzan. But they're they're virtually inter- interchangeable to me, those two and movies. And you know what? It's- my, my ranking was the same for both of them. So on yeah. my spreadsheet, they're the same value. So mm-hmm. they're, e- they're equal. I mean... Why would Tarzan and Jane be higher than Atlantis 2? There's no reason for that. Yeah. It's just you got to make a call. Got to make, make a call. You got to make a call. <laughs> the gut don't, reaction. Don't watch either of them, ever. Don't. Don't. All right. My, um, my uh, what is this, number 25 now? For me, Kyle, was um, I'm still not to Beauty and the Beast, The Enchanted Christmas. Mine is Hercules Zero to Hero. Oh, mine is my. Oh, uh, I got a little 25. ways till that one for me. No, oh, interesting. Well, Kyle, I'd love to hear. Um, are we on the same number now? We've all we've, um, we've said. So you our... said twenty five, right? That was your twenty five. Yes. What's your twenty yes. fourth? You want to you want to know? I'd like to hear your twenty fourth first because I think mine's going to be controversial. My twenty fourth is Mulan two. Okay, interesting. Mulan all two. Right. Bad. I uh, bad movie. Zero reason to to rewatch it. No fun elements in it at all. And so it it's it's. I, 20, 20, number 24 on the list for me. I think Mulan 2 falls into this wave of films that are sort of in the middle for me, which are like the, they're just nothing. They're just uninteresting nothing movies, mm-hmm. but not ones that are so bad that like when I think about them, I'm like, ugh, gross. You know, I'm just like, okay, that was, I couldn't tell you anything I liked about it or hated about it. So it's a little bit higher up for I think me. to me that really is like a very damning thought you know it is damning for certain there's something that just shouldn't it it evokes no response no emotion it just shouldn't exist then then it it, it's it's the purest you know form of evil maybe nah that's all yes but well that is why that is why i will often say that i'd rather watch like I'd rather watch a one-star movie or a four-star movie over, like, a two-and-a-half-star movie, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. I'd rather watch something that's amazingly bad or amazing rather than just something that's bleh, nothing. So I guess in that spirit, it should be lower on my list, but there are some that I still think are meh and that I love the original movie, so their meh makes me angrier. Yeah. And that is why, Kyle... My number 24 pick is Leroy and Stitch. Good. <laughs> Not a fan of Leroy and Stitch. Yeah. Um, Mine's neither of us really like that no, one. Though. Leroy and Stitch was, yeah, so bad. Not, yeah. I, I can't remember much about it either, other than I just remember, like, it split up Lilo and Stitch for most of the movie. Mm-hmm and fuck that i want to see them together that's the whole reason i'm watching so no big fat pass on leroy and stitch um all right 23rd entry for me kyle the little mermaid ariel's beginning okay i thought that one was um even more like we just watched it Mm -hmm. and i couldn't remember anything about it (laughs) which was like oh man 
that that fell into that Mulan too. Like that's damning. Mm-hmm. Like I was like, I was looking at my scores on it on Letterboxd. I was like, why did I give this one star? And then I was like, what happens in it again? <laughs> like I had to really think about it, which is not good since that's the one we most recently watched. So I don't know, Kyle. Um, your twenty third entry. Twenty uh, third. I got Pocahontas two. Ah, Pocahontas 2 was one that I really liked the first 20 minutes and then hated the rest. And so my my review of it reflected that where I just calculated the runtime of the first 20 minutes versus the total runtime. That's right. And so that's what gave me the 1.46 stars on that one. And so Pocahontas 2 starts out strong and then is just useless. So that's one that is, uh, you know, I... I would watch the first 20 minutes again for sure. See, it's got I think the that great, it's got a, like a really good song in there that Pocahontas sings. That's mm-hmm. really a lot of, it's fun to listen to. It's a good one, but the rest of the movie, I think is just that that, much. that opening being okay, being like decent is probably why that one ranks significantly higher on my list. But basically it's like, just leading the pack of the like kind of mediocre middle as I call it, you know, mm-hmm. like it's just, so that's when that's a higher ranking for me. I'm, I'm actually surprised we still haven't gotten to like Hercules zero to hero from you. Um, yeah, we'll say it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's coming up. My number 22 right. brother bear two, mm. which is just a disgusting movie. It makes you feel awful rewatching it, you know? Or yeah. just watching it in general. It's about a love story between a, a woman and a bear. A, a woman just and a bear. Yeah. Ooh. Not great. And then Honestly, remembering that woman and that bear aspect makes me want to move it lower on my list. Yeah, I know. I it's like, uh, should it really be higher than Pocahontas 2? Probably not. But <laughs> they're pretty they're like the same ranking. 1.46 versus 1.5 for me. So well, my my number 22, Kyle, is Kronk's New Groove. There it is. Um, <laughs> because I, I love Emperor's New Groove so much, you know? And Kronk's New Groove is so mediocre and not funny, like, at all, really, that it just... I, I can't imagine... The only way I would want to watch it was if I had to choose one of those other movies b- beneath it, you know? Like... Yeah. I will never want to watch Kronk's New Groove. So it's that's my number two. It's just a turd, I think. It's kind of just a disappointing turd that I had more expectations going into than the others. Because Kronk is such a great character and performance. And they just they blow it. They blew it to me. And this one's a little bit higher on my list because I laughed a lot during this movie. I thought that the joke, they, they, all this movie is is just constant jokes and bits getting chucked at you, like thrown mm-hmm. at you. It's not a good movie at all, but a lot of the jokes did land for me. So it is one that I would consider putting on just, just uh-huh. because, just because there's some, I laughed at just some of the jokes. All right, well, I know you'll have no objections for my next movie, which I think is the last of my, like, I hate them, like, they're bad movies in my mind, you know? Like, like mm-hmm. just uh, terrible on every level, which is Beauty and the Beast, The Enchanted Christmas is my, uh, yeah. my number 21 pick. <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> I figured you'd have no objections. No there, objections Kyle. to that one. My number 21 <laughs> is Leroy and Stitch. Any objections to that one? None whatsoever. Um, My, all right. Uh, tw- oh, yes, so 20. that was twenty-one through twenty-eight. We've gone through. Yes. That's that's where I that's what I classify as the 
these are bad movies to me. That's my bad area. And then we get into the mediocre, but with some elements that maybe I don't hate, you know. Yeah. In, and I think I'm still yeah. in the bad movie range, at least for my... I mean, I'm still, my next movie, I gave a one and a half star rating. So it's not like I like (laughs) it, but it's like, I don't look at it and think like, ugh, I hate that. I look at it and I'm like, eh, eh." it's whatever. Yes. It's not good for sure. All right, go on. What's your number 20, Kyle? Number 20 is Cinderella 2, Dreams Come True. This is another three episode Mm -hmm. nightmare. One of the episodes was decent. Then on the whole, it's just not a movie. Yep. So it's. I think we're going to have. We gotta. It's gonna be very interesting when you see how high that movie placed on my. Oh, list. I know that you're gonna. I knew you'd have it higher. Because <laughs> you, because you love Anastasia in that, yeah. that third I story. I love it's Anastasia like Baker. Thing. Yeah, it is. It really is. <laughs> so it's it's far higher than it deserves to be on my list, purely for that one storyline that I like. Because I like that one storyline more than the majority of a lot of these other movies. <laughs> so that's all right. What's your twentieth? My pick? my twentieth pick, Kyle, is our beloved favorite, Hunchback of Notre Dame Two. <laughs> um, it looks like shit. I remember that movie just <laughs> looking terrible. Uh, I hate that we had to record two episodes on it. I never want to talk about it again. But. I do remember that there were some parts that, like, we both kind of liked certain yeah. elements of it. I'm yeah, surprised like, this one's low, this low on your list. It's a lot <sighs> higher on mine. I just couldn't get over anytime I thought about how it looked and how <laughs> bad it was. I just couldn't move past that in my memory. And I don't remember, like, there was nothing that I thought back on that I loved. And I mostly was filled with just the disdainful feeling of have, knowing that we talked like three hours about it for no reason yep. once. Like, yep. So that that forced it lower <laughs> on my list. Um, now, my number 19 pick, Kyle, I think is really going to trigger you. Okay. Stitch the movie. Oh, how could you? my number 19 How could pick. you? I know. I think I just really, really don't like anything to do with that animated series with the 600 cousins yeah. i'm just not a fan i know you are and you have nostalgia that's for the it big difference here is i yeah. love the weird aliens i love the 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 superpowered aliens the space stuff in these movies yeah and you and i just don't <laughs> yeah at all. you hate all of so, that yeah so it, it's a huge chasm you know because a stitch yeah. the movie was like the the um it's like the pilot for the tv show essentially yes and so so i loved it but you do and that's our our biggest divide i think on any episodes is our divide between how i rate lilo and stitch 2 stitch has a glitch and how you rate it and then how you rate stitch the movie and how i rate it it's like we're polar opposites on those stitches yeah it's uh yeah we're we're lilo and stitch but in the you and I are Lilo and Stitch, but in Leroy and Stitch when we're separated. Yes, that one exactly. Of course. Great metaphor there. but <laughs> Really good metaphor, Kyle. Uh, were we on year 19? Is that where, where we're at? Uh, yeah, mine. Um, yeah, because. Yeah, so uh, yeah, 20 was Cinderella. Number 19, yes. in comes Hercules, Zero to Hero. There it um, is. I can't really remember. I think that the, the episodes were interesting enough for me that it, it put put it up higher. Hercules Zero to Hero is just like it's got the one 
Batman-esque episode with the guy yes. who did the worst uh, voice acting. He's got our worst performer Avenger. award, right? Was he, so we yeah, just give, us, so, give yes. him the worst performer award. He gets the worst performance <laughs> overall goes to him. Was his name the Grim Avenger? Was that I think it was Grim was? Avenger, yeah. Yeah, because so, he talks monotone like this. The Grim Avenger is under rubble. He's, it's like he was reading like, the lines for the first time without yeah. even knowing what his character was or something, and uh, they just were like, all right, you're good. He's like, really? I, didn't, I was just reading them. <laughs> yep, we're good. Um, yeah, the Greek yeah. mythology stuff. I think there was some fun, fun little things in there. No, I agree. I mean, and that's so. that's why I, I had it the highest of my like episodic ones, other than Cinderella too, obviously. Um, because like I do like Hercules a lot as like a character in the movie, and I do think that, like I liked that show when I was a kid, the Hercules show, like a little bit, and I mm-hmm. think it's it's kind of fun. It's not good. It's not a movie, though. Like, I can't rate it as a movie. Yeah, this one was not a movie as well because it was yeah. the episodes and they, like, tried to put in. And this one hurt, too, because it was the one that I thought was, like, had original footage in it. Yeah. Because there were those interstitial segments that seemed like they were, like, piecing it together. And then we found out after we watched it that that was just a fourth episode that they had cut up yep. that was like a clip show episode and I was so angry I was so heartbroken to learn that Kyle it really it was it really was demoralizing because we'd already yeah. we'd watched like a few of these we were sick of them already yep <laughs> uh, my right. number 18 unless yes yeah so number 18 this is this is really why I brought up the where do I how do I trust myself do I trust myself more now or mm-hmm. with my ratings or more in the beginning and i pretty much landed on mostly in the beginning because i ranked my next one is return of jafar at number 18 and i have to say after rewatching this one yeah it does have more rewatchability to it and and i think i'm not going to change my position on it being number 18 on this list because I mm-hmm. love Aladdin in general. I think it's a bad idea to just automatically just randomly focus on Iago, you know, for yes. for your <laughs> second, you know, for the sequel of Aladdin. <laughs> but um but yeah, it Return of Jafar, at least for me personally, it's got a little bit more rewatchability now. So All right. I respect that. I I, I won't I won't try to argue that Return of Jafar deserves to be much higher. I think it's a solid middle of the pack entry. So that's fine. Um, number 18 for me, Kyle is one that you've already discussed. Mulan two, uh, just a turd of a movie. Like we've already said, one of the first one, the first one we ever tried to watch together, the kind of the, the Genesis of the podcast yeah, in a way. It, re- ooh, it, um, it really is just like, it's a big ball of nothing itself. Um, which is why it's it's the beginning of like the nothing ones to me that I couldn't remember much about yeah. Mulan too, but it's also it also sucks because it's so focused on marriage and doesn't feel like it is a great addition to Mulan's story. You know that mm-hmm. it's like ends with her almost just marrying herself off or whatever. It's just stupid. Fuck that movie. Um, number 17 for me, Kyle, is another one you already mentioned, Brother Bear 2, which I could honestly probably put lower. Any given day, I could I could swap the last, like, four movies around. Yeah. You know, Brother Bear 2 could be lower. It does. It's, I w- they're all equally. I will say, if there's one movie on the list that I absolutely do not want to rewatch for mm-hmm. any reason, it's probably Brother Bear <laughs> 2. It's just too uncomfortable. I just don't, you know. Yeah. It is uncomfortable. It does. It it 
I think it gets a slight uptick because it had that Wanda Sykes bit oh, yeah. in there. Oh. And I liked her scene a lot. If she were in it more, this movie would be highly ranked. So it's Wanda Sykes' one scene doing a lot of heavy lifting, <laughs> yeah. putting it over some of these other ones. That's it for me. Kyle, I think you're, you're 18. Is that where we're at? 18 was Return to Far for me. So oh, that's here, right. 17. That's right. Or wait, 17 was my was brother bear for me. All right. My bad. My so 17th. 17? In comes Kronk's new groove. Woo. There it is. Nothing yeah. more to say. My 16. All I ever wanted was a thumbs up from Poppy. Yeah. That's <laughs> just what Could kills fucking... me the whole movie. He just wants a thumbs up from his dad. <laughs> That's so stupid. Right. Just what a thumbs up from Poppy. From Poppy. You know, and it's just. Poppy. It, they, I think they really nail Kronk in this. You know, they actually, like, he would care about something super stupid, and this movie's dumb. And it's yeah. it it is what it is. It's essentially an episodes movie, but yes. maybe just a little bit pieced together better. It's only two episodes, so it's weird. It's like it doesn't quite feel like one yeah. because of how they've arranged it. I don't know. Um, yeah, but we get it. You're 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 16, Kyle. Number 16, Little Mermaid three, Ariel's beginning. Mm. Yeah, fair Blech. enough. Nothing. Ugh. Nothing. My number 16 is Tarzan 2, which is a title that isn't even accurate. doesn't even make sense. No. should be called Tarzan Begins. Well, it is tar- Tarzan 2 with the, with the tagline, The Legend Begins. Ah, well, there you go. So it is, just, it is trying to tell you, and it's got... It's little, trying to have its cake and eat it, bo- and eat it as well, though, right? Like, yeah. it wants to be 2 so that people think it's something new, but then they're trying to... Seed the fact that it's a prequel slash midquel, whatever. And it Tarzan is. and Jane had already come out, so yes, it's not even it's the just, second one. No, uh, I don't know. Tarzan two. What is there to say about it? It's just it's a midquel, and it's just kind of pointless. The zoo you know? gore. Like, I hate the zoo gore. I know you like the, like zoo, the zoo gore. gore. <laughs> I hate the zoo gore so much. All right, my Kyle, my number fifteen pick. This is one that is jumping, or it's actually, it's, it's moving down based on its ranking. It should be higher, given my star rating. But when I think back on it, I really just don't want to watch it. 101 Dalmatians 2, Patches London Adventure. Yeah, it's just, it's got some, it, it, it has some interesting, like, things in it, right? It's got Martin Short as the weird art dude you know some things that are like yeah. kind of fun to rewatch. probably i i love that dude so that's that's yes. why this one's gonna be higher on my list is because i love that art guy loved his design when he moves his head the the music hits with that jazz the jazz hits that's the only thing that sticks with me for that movie is just that i character. love that the art is kind of in keeping with the original but it's just like ultimately it's so the storyline is so similar to the first 101 Dalmatians that it's like, why would I ever choose to watch this one over 101 Dalmatians? Yeah, you would you know? never. Yeah, there's yeah. no reason. There's nothing new offered by it. So 15 for me, but that's like 15 is right on that cusp of, I mean, top 15. That's you're almost in the top 50%, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. Almost. <laughs> All right. I got my number Kyle, 15 is The okay. Fox and the Hound 2. The movie, ah. it's not about the fox or the hound, but rather mm-hmm. the band they stumble across. <laughs> yeah. And it's country country western music and kind of fun acapella music. And I liked all those those parts, but it's just not about that, the fox and the that hound. That music 
that music is why it ranks a, quite a bit higher than even I expected on my list. Yeah, I think when I was um, looking at them all, yeah. I was like, "This isn't a great movie." But I thought about what's her name, Roxy, uh, whatever Reba McIntyre's yeah. dog's name is. I thought about like her song. And I was like, that's a fun song. And I like Patrick Swayze's character in it as Cash or whatever his name is. And I was just like, you know what? I don't have any attachment to Fox and the Hound at all. And this one is a huge stylistic divergence from Fox and the Hound. But I like that music enough that I might pop it on just to hear those songs yeah, sometime. It really should just be a different yeah. movie. Like, just it really do that should. fun country western dog show thing. And did not have the fox and the hound in it at all and it's yes absolutely could, it would be better served if that were the case yeah so that's that's my 15th number 14 is bambi 2 Ooh. so bambi 2 i was very mild and bleh mm-hmm. about and uh you, bambi 2 is a I'm, hard one i am for... i am interested in your thoughts on bambi 2 because we that's this is one we recorded twice and your rating yes. went down like a whole half star 0.75 stars or something from the first time to the second time so now it's been a lot of time since we've rewatched bambi 2 it has and i really had to try to decide do i go by my initial feelings or do i go by the the negative feelings that i had um, because we were re-recording and it's like and i didn't want to talk about bambi more you know <laughs> But we'll see. I think I think ultimately I I will stay true to my original feelings on the movie, which is I was I was genuinely moved by parts of that movie. And I really did enjoy Patrick Stewart's performance that nobody else liked (laughs) except for me. Uh, So that one does that one did manage to keep itself high, despite the fact that I did lower it in our actual episode that people get to hear. Um, But that's fine. Number 14 for me, Kyle. Right dead center in the middle, the one that started it all, Return of Jafar. Uh, nice. The rewatch made me appreciate it more, you know, yeah. and I don't think it's great, but I think it's like it's it's a good if you wanted an idea of what most of these sequels are like, it's the it's the one that most people have seen. And it's pretty indicative of like the general middle quality tier yeah. of them to me. It yeah. is. So I figured, it is a good represent re- just, rep- representative. Yeah, so I slapped him in the middle. We don't need to talk about that one at all anymore. Here's one that I'm sure is ranked higher on your list than 13, Kyle. The Little Mermaid 2 Return to the Sea. Oh, yeah. Is, uh, Much higher yeah. on my list. <laughs> I know you liked that one a lot. Um, I was not a fan of Tip and, Ta- Tip and Dash. Tip and Dash. Adventure, yeah. Whatever their stupid names are. Adventure slash Explorers. Titanic tip and daring dash adventurers slash yep. explorers. That's their that's their thing. Um, I I hate Melody's design. I hate that Ariel's like the the freaking asshole mom in it. <laughs> like I just hate so much about it. But I can't argue that it does have like it has a, a higher quality of song for some of the songs and like feels more like an actual movie than a lot of the ones beneath it, you know? Mm-hmm. So it, it it is just above par, above average to me on these. And it's got movies. Ursula's crazy sister in it. It does have Ursula's crazy sister. Don't spoil the draft later, Kyle. Okay. <laughs> you're going to draft her. You're... <laughs> okay. Um, what are we on, 15? 
No, 14. Um, no, no, that's 14, yes. 13. Yes. So my number 13. This is the this is the last of my 2.5 ratings. Wait, is it, that 13 that we shouldn't should that not be your Are we on your 13th? Yes, sorry. Yeah, we are. I'm stupid. Go yep. on 13. Um, yes, I'm dumb. So my uh so this is my last of of the 2.5s. Everything after this one is above 2.5, so above 50%. But this one is extremely goofy movie. Uh, yeah. one that I was disappointed with rewatching. Mm-hmm. I really was expecting it was going to be a lot better, and then it's not. So it's yeah, that's it. I can't argue with you. Uh, it's only a little bit higher on my list because it still manages to like nostalgia trick me into thinking it might be better than even I know it's not mm-hmm. like I watched it. I know it's not good, but still part of my brain is like, but maybe the, maybe I do think these parts are entertaining that I know objectively. I don't think are entertaining, yeah. but it's like, <laughs> I can't let it go enough to, to not place it a little bit higher on my list. <laughs> yeah. I'll get to it soon though. Uh, and I, I'll say my number 12, my number 12 here. I, I don't know where you... This one's Lilo and Stitch 2. Stitch has a glitch. Okay. You're, you haven't said yours yet for that one, right? I have, I have not Yeah, this one is the one, one that yet. you like the best out of the three, I think. I do. Yeah. I genuinely like it. Uh, like, I, I I was very moved by parts of it, um, just because they played on my mom card stuff. There were a lot of elements that I really liked mm-hmm. about... Yeah, so the, I had a generally uh, yeah you go on. Just I had a generally <laughs> positive review for this, a, a three out mm-hmm. of five, you know, and um, the glitching stitch part just didn't really like it. Just the 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 way the the way the story was told, I just didn't love. And then this is the one that resolves with him like being cured of his glitch because because Lilo loves him. And like, yeah, you didn't like that there was like it it broke the rules by kind of allowing actual magic to exist. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So it wasn't. Yeah, so that that's where I put it. It's I don't have I don't have a ton of strong feelings on this one actually. But all right, fair enough. Um, well, my speaking of ones not having strong feelings on my number twelve pick is Pocahontas two. Uh, it's just I genu I genuinely was just like I don't know where to put this movie. Yeah. <laughs> So I guess it wasn't terrible. I looked at like its star rating and I was like, well, I gave it two stars on Letterboxd. So I guess maybe uh, it's not horrible. I'll put it somewhere slightly above average. I don't, I mostly remember um, it. I mostly remember us trashing John Rolfe a lot um, and him being bad. Yeah. uh, Yeah. the whole two yeah. Johns thing was not fun. Yes. We she was supposed to be with John Rolfe and like, oh, is she gonna be with the other one? And then it's just the whole dynamic was bad. They were trying to be historically accurate for some reason. And like <laughs> I think we I think we talked about how this is like the only Disney movie about a historical character. So it's yes. Like it has got a very strange vibe to it where they tried to keep it historically accurate where she's not with John Smith anymore and she ends up with John Rolfe. But overall it's just, yeah, that maybe they learned from this one. Like let's not do animated movies about historical characters because it gets probably a good idea. Uh, I honestly, I could probably, you could convince me to move the slower on my list pretty easily. I think, um, cause I, yeah, I don't have much positive to say about it. Honestly, just remember the beginning of it being okay. And I feel like I vaguely liked the design of like a vil- like the villain. I feel like the villain had a song. Am I crazy? Radcliffe? Yeah. Or maybe there was like a, 
He had a song. Yeah. There was some sort of like magic was performance like or something. Yeah. Yeah. At the ball. I feel like I vaguely liked the design you did. of you that, that sequence. So that's that's really what's letting me push that higher. Although the main memory that I have of the movie when I think back on it is the horrifying image of Pocahontas in like white makeup to try to make her fit yeah. in with the British people more. <laughs> yeah. And that's just such a disaster. <laughs> I mostly um, when I because this movie does trick you in the beginning to thinking it's going to be good because it's like America in the winter and there's like tons yeah. of snow and you're like oh this is cool scene change what a great sequel it's going to be and then they leave America and the rest of it's garbage. <laughs> well, it's also got that like cold open in England with like John Smith almost oh, yeah. like dying or whatever like that's kind of cool sequence yeah it's yeah. like got a great start and then it's yeah nope. So it's just it's just got some cool enough parts to eke its way up in my list. But speaking of movies uh, that don't have cool parts that I can even think of, my number 11 is Lady and the Tramp 2, Scamp's Adventure. We both kind of liked this movie, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was It's kind of fun. It has, uh, there's specifically the song. It's not like the Junkyard song. It's the one where they're in... I guess it is a junkyard, but he's yeah. like trying to convince Scamp to be part of them, and uh-huh. like it's a got like a saloon type music vibe. Yeah, yeah. it's got that ragtimey feel. Yeah. I remember that, and um, um, that's a fun one. That's a fun part of it. And then um, the tramp, it, the dad, yes. is just cool in it. You know, like he, he like is he cool. Should it's be, got some so. good father son stuff from what I remember, and I like that it's themed around a holiday that's always fun and this one also um, had a lot of the fun little inserts from the lady in the tramp that you pointed oh, out yes that's right and yes so it yes. Had a lot of these things like the, the people who made it put a lot of heart into it because they loved the original and mm-hmm. so it, yeah. it just i think it, it was a better sequel than um than the other dog movie 101 dalmatians 2 it had yes. a, just a little bit more heart to it and a more focused storyline I think ultimately that's kind of what made me put 101 Dalmatian so low too, is there are multiple dog sequel movies mm-hmm. on here. And when I was like, which one has the least elements that I remember enjoying or like that I would want to see again. That's why I was like 101 Dalmatians is I think the weakest of not the weakest. I think it's a better movie than Fox and the Hound 2 objectively, but I think I'd rather watch Fox yeah. and the Hound 2. And I, well, you could we'll probably, We're talking you could Lady in the probably, Tramp too. So confusing. You could easily <laughs> convince me to just switch those just because uh, just because Fox and the Hound has better things going yeah. on for it. But Yeah. But Lady in the Tramp 2 is a decent movie. I remember yeah, I remember liking those things that we said, those little details, and then I remember hating that Angel the dog looks like a deviant art fan art yeah. dog or something like, i just don't like her design at all but other than that i got no real complaints about it and i think that that psycho dog in it is like terrifying in a cool way the one that's like yes the demon the giant dog yeah just, yes so you gave the best performer to is the guy who designed that dog yeah. right yeah <laughs> it's terrifying so that part was cool all right kyle what's your 11 and 10 uh, we're getting 11 real one dalmatians soon. two all right. Nothing more to say about that one. And then number 10. So, this is, so we're th- this is our top 10 here, right? Yeah, we're in the top 10 now. Top 10. Number 10, Buzz Lightyear of Star Command. All right. I respect that choice. I mean, obviously, it's in my top 10 as well. I think it is... It doesn't feel like a movie, Buzz Lightyear of Star Command. It really feels like a long TV pilot, but an enjoyable one. Yeah. And I'm not afraid of liking the TV pilots movies. Yeah. So... 
and Buzz Lightyear is a pilot of his of his own of his own spaceship. spaceship. Yes, so, so, there you go. Um, yeah, it's a it's kind of a younger audience type movie. I, I mm-hmm. didn't the it was it's pretty silly. Zerg is, is yeah. sillier than you know, it, but it's it's fun. Booster's a good guy, you know. It is fine. It's Booster. Honestly, Booster is why it ranks higher on my list, I think. I was just thinking about Booster. I was like, I like Booster. <laughs> He's a good guy. I think we can all agree in America, Boosters are great. As far as I yeah. know, nobody oh, would yeah. say anything against Boosters. Why would you? Uh, yeah. Just get your Boosters, guys. Everybody loves Booster. Get boosted, baby. Uh, yes. 2022. Uh, You're not boosted yet? What are you doing? What are you doing? All right. My number 10 pick, Kyle, an extremely goofy movie. There it is. It for, made what, the top for the reasons 10. I said, I... it made my top 10. So much nostalgia putting it in that top 10 spot. Like, it is 100% a nostalgia fueled decision. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, the poet. The the poet lady is is good. She's great. So and the one part where um what's his name the the act the, the doesn't matter where he says you ever notice how we're always wearing gloves yeah that one line yeah. is so funny to me <laughs> that it's worth the movie being this high um it's probably the hardest I've laughed at like any joke in any of the movies. I would say is that line. And it is one, yeah, that I watched a bunch when I was a kid and I loved extreme sports skateboarding stuff when I was a kid, like watching it. So it's still a little nostalgic for me, even though I do think it is just, it's not a great, it's not a good movie. I'd not argue that it's a good movie. It shouldn't be this high, Uh, but yeah, that's what it is. I'm, I'm fallible and I like nostalgia. So that's where it goes. Um, My number nine pick Kyle, another one that we've already talked about Fox and the Hound two. The, nice. the music carried it enough to get it all the way up to That's number nine good. for me. That's great. Yeah. My number nine is Tarzan 2, The Legend Begins. Wow. Love mm, the zoo wow. gore. Quite a gulf for us. Yeah, almost. that's a big that's a big gulf. Um, I'm just, yeah, you know, I'm just not there for that zoo gore. I just don't, don't understand what is going on with the villains the whole movie or why any of it's happening. There is, like, well, we had trouble realizing who the true villain of the movie was. And it yeah, really is the Zugor at the end because he's just yes, terrible it for is. no reason. Like, he's just terrible for no reason to people. He doesn't really get redeemed at the end. It's a weird marriage thing at the end and not really marriage, but I, this is where Tarzan learns how to swing. And for some reason that stuck with me on this one. I love the subtleness of him learning how to swing in this. And, and like, just liked it. I just liked it. It's there. You liked it. Look, that's, that's what it is. Okay. You don't have to justify everything. You liked it. That's fair. My number eight. So what? Number eight. Number eight. Hunchback of Notre Dame 2. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I that's got to be the biggest differential on any of this our one. Movies, I, right? I look back and I remember, I, I remember this, this movie. I remember hunchback just being, he's just a good guy. Just looking for love. And I remember the bad guy, like how his design, you know, he's this magician, I right? Do like when he's and like, he, he takes is, off his stuff, like yeah. he takes off his stuff and he's a disgusting guy. And it's all, it, it's got the themes of, you know, who, you are on the inside is more important than who you are on the outside type thing. And it's just, it's nice. The it's, I'm not, I don't think I would ever say that Hunchback of Notre Dame two is 
like better than the first one, but th- I don't even know how to even start that conversation because that's such a hard conversation. Because Hunchback Notre Dame like, is the different like, the difference in the animation quality between those two the quality, movies. The style, like, everything. Yeah. It's so strange, and so, uh, yeah. That, that's here's what I will rate. give you. I'll give you this for Hunchback too. I think of a lot of the movies here. It is the one that like with a little more time and care could really move up in my estimation, you know? Yeah. It just needs a lot more animation quality. It really, for the it. animation is yeah. so bad. Yeah. It, and it just needs fleshed out a little bit. Cause it's one of these ones. that's only like 60 minutes, barely. And it just feels like one where you can feel that they were under crunch working on it. Yeah. You know, like, yeah, they didn't get to quite do everything they wanted, but that's all right. I respect your decision, Kyle. I think that it's a, of the lower tier ones on my list. It's probably the one that I would be m- most likely to recommend to someone because they might enjoy it. Like there's something there yeah. that they might be able to find and enjoy. Um, My number, uh, what am I on? Number eight? Yeah. My number eight, Cinderella 2, Dreams Come True. <laughs> can't uh, believe this is top ten. For you. I mean, I believe it. I know why it is, but yeah, yes. you know why. <laughs> Listen, it's the it's the movie that helped establish the fact that I am a simper fella. Yeah. Um, and I liked the obviously I love the Anastasia Baker segment, but I remember also enjoying aspects of the other ones where they were like. Uh, I like that Cinderella was kind of sassy and didn't and like went down to do her own chores and didn't take shit from the from Holland Taylor, the the her like lady that was supposed to be in charge of the castle or whatever, you know? Yeah. Um, and I remember really liking the music in it, too, that it had that old timey Disney like that same music that you think of Disney World, you know, when you hear mm-hmm. it, like you associate it with that. And the animation was good and clean on it as well. You liked that they animated their reflections in the ballroom floor, yeah, I yes. remember. Yeah, they, you, yeah, you got me on that one. I, I did I like know, that. I know, I'm just saying, it just popped <laughs> in my head that you liked that. Like, I'm just thinking there are things to shout out for the animation on as well. I do, I can't, listen, I can't defend it, this choice really, because I've, as I put all of the other episodic ones in the bottom, yeah, right and then away. This one is three episodes of the movie, yeah, and you, I know the show, and but put I it up just, top. I know it shouldn't be here. It it is quite inexplicable. I only gave it two stars, the movie, <laughs> <laughs> but it is ahead of many movies that I scored higher than it. So that's just how it is. Okay. Uh, my number six choice, Kyle, Buzz Lightyear Star Command. I really, I like this movie more than you did when we watched it. I yep. feel like I was, uh, I was hot on it. I thought it was funny, and I liked the, the world building of the characters. They establish a lot of world, yeah. in one little movie. It is like a, to f- it is a good pilot for a show. Yes. you know, so yeah, so that's all. And then there, I don't have much more to say about that. So I suppose it is your. And uh, your we turn are right at now. number. Uh, That's I just number about seven. Hunt. Okay, so my number seven, Lady and the Tramp 2. All right, that's fair. Number six is Little Mermaid 2, Return to the Sea, with Melody, with Morgana, with all with tip, Titanic Tip and Daring Dash. Ariel is a mom. Prince Eric. Yeah, I think one thing that, that I did, the, the one thing i did like about melody in this one is that she had more of a role than ariel does in the first one the first little mermaid 
you know, obviously great, great movie, but Ariel is kind of yeah. just a, a victim, you know, pretty girl yes. the whole time. But that's all she's just a 16 year old falling in love with a stranger and abandoning her people for him. Yeah. Like, and yeah. so she just has to get saved by a bunch of other people. And, and at least Melody has some sort of role or something. And so, um, yeah, so that's that's where it is. Good one. That's fair. All right. Now we're getting into the, this is the real we're getting we're about to get into the real stuff, the right? Like I would say actually my top five are probably the ones that I would actually classify as like I would maybe recommend somebody watch these, you know? Mm-hmm. One of them actually doesn't belong. One of them's in there basically purely for nostalgia, I think. But still, let's talk number six first. My number six, Kyle, I did trust my initial rating enough to keep it this high, Bambi 2. I hate Bambi 1, as we discussed. I thought Bambi 1 sucked. I thought Bambi 2 was better. I think it is the only sequel on this list where I think the sequel is better than the first movie. That argument can be made, because the first Bambi is not... uh, It's just a different type of deal, so... Yeah, it's completely different. Um, and yeah, there's parts, there's just, what can I say? I liked parts of it. I like a father-son coming together story. Um, the Great Prince is not the best. He's there. I blame most of its faults. I just knocked something off my desk because I was gesticulating so emphatically. <laughs> um, I blame most of its faults on story decisions created in the first Bambi. And I think that they do their best to try to circumvent some of the decisions in the first movie, like making the great prince this weirdo guy who just like fucking doesn't raise his son, <laughs> you know, like there's no good reason for that in Bambi two, but that's because they don't give them a good reason in Bambi one and they can't fix that problem. But I still think they do a good enough job of making the movie work without like considering that fact. I think there's some beautiful animation in like the dream scene where he sees his mom, you know? Mm-hmm. And I just, I really felt like the, I felt the the emotional struggle of trying to find new meaning in your life, finding new beautiful things in the wake of a destructive winter as a metaphor for his mother dying, you know, new new grass budding up from the ground mm. uh, after the winter. It worked for me. What can I say? I'm a sucker for dead mom stuff, as we know. Number five on my list, Kyle. Lion King 2, Simba's Pride. Um, yeah. It's the songs. It's a hundred percent the songs that get this one so high for me. Yeah. Let, uh, let me let me just say my number five is Lion King Two: Simba's Pride as well. We've agreed on one. Hell yeah. Well, two. We do. I think that's that's a second that's one because the... Bell's yes. Magical World was our first. <laughs> yes. Yeah. It, continue. Okay. Yeah. It, I mean, the music rules in this movie, right? Yeah. Like, of all the ones of all the movies, this is the only one that has. Two songs that I could sing for you right now, not having rewatched it since we watched it. You know? Mm-hmm. Like, I could. Deception! Disgrace! And the freaking. Um, he lives in you! Oh, yeah. Like, those are just great songs, both of them. Uh, it suffers somewhat. I feel like um, Simba just sucks compared to Mufasa, obviously, as like the leader. We've got the whole weird they're not cousins thing going yes. on with them. It's not um, Scar's but like, kid, but is it Yeah, though? it's totally not Scar's totally kid. Not. Um, but, you know, it's a fun enough movie. It's fine. It's 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 an, kind of a 
whatever retelling of Romeo and Juliet, except for the music that rules. So that yeah. music gets it up high. The, mu- the music is awesome. I love the villain in this. Z- Zira, yeah, Zyra? You really love, Ugh. yes, so whatever cool. her name is. Yes, yeah. vicious, just pure revenge embodied mm-hmm. in a character. And um, her song is great. I liked it better than um, Be Prepared. And um, I don't know if I can actually even sing you any parts of that song. I have to think about it for a second to think of Um, Zyra's. I think it's called My Lullaby. Is that the name of the song? Yeah. Yeah. And so I've heard Be Prepared a thousand, hundred thousand times. I know. It's it's unfair to try to (laughs) compare the two things. (laughs) One is culturally ubiquitous. And then not be able to sing it, but it's true. One has been played your entire life, (laughs) like 30 years by people who like Disney stuff. The other one does not come up frequently, so I won't fault you for it. Um, But at least I remembered the name, so it's somewhat memorable because the song is like, Basically, like Simba's death screams will be my lullaby yeah. or whatever. Like, she's singing it to like her kid, and like <laughs> yeah. they're in the beehive thing, and uh, it's so cool. She's like slashing the holes in the ceiling to create spotlights. It's awesome. Hell yeah. Um, yeah, <laughs> so and uh, my big my biggest issue with this one is oh, okay. it just had the protagonist chaos to it, where it was there yeah. was no they didn't pick one person to be the protagonist. It was just everybody. And so that never hit home for anybody. Really. There was no great arc for one character and it just kind of was just kind of meh at the end. But, um, yeah, yeah, honestly a fun movie. And I think it's like my top six are the ones that I would actually recommend for other people. Okay. Minus one. There's, there's one in my top six that I probably won't recommend to other people just because okay. it's such a pick for me personally. <laughs> Gotcha. I wonder, well, I know, I think I have one that is that way for me that we might share. I mean, we obviously share that it's in our top five because you haven't said it yet, but I don't think you view it as just a nostalgia pick. Yeah. Maybe. So I can go that, into my number okay. four. Yes. Number four. Because number that four. is that pick yes. for me. It's Stitch the movie. Darn number yeah. four <laughs> for me. Uh, yeah. It's got the, it's got a big nostalgia bump for me because it's the, it's the start of the show with, with the different aliens. Um, mm-hmm. I thought it was fun, and that's that's it. I thought it was fun. You know, I will say my number four pick, Kyle, Lilo and Stitch 2. Stitch has a glitch, Good. so here we are <laughs> so- once again, both really liking one of these movies, but disagreeing on which one it is, so that's fun. Um, for everything that we've said, yeah. I, like I, I liked the Lilo and Stitch. I, I liked that it was really a story that was focused around Lilo and Stitch in mine, and I liked that it played on the emotions of the dead mom stuff that always gets me but also just the general themes of like overcoming the expectations of your creation i guess or of like your origin that stitch was genuinely fearful that he would never be able to be good mm-hmm. um which i thought was compelling personally and lilo was concerned about being as good as her mom you know i like that Explored, they worked those yeah, intermingling new themes. things yeah. where in stitch the movie they don't really explore any new thoughts it's still like well he still doesn't quite feel like maybe he has his ohana or like he mm-hmm. like would like to be around people who are like him and so the cousins come yeah. into play for that and i i think that's a nice addition I think that you very much dislike that, but it's, um, yeah. I like it fine for a TV show. I don't like it as a sequel, I guess, is all I can say. So, yeah, Yeah. that's it. It's funny. Um, The Stitch ones are the same. I know. They're both at four. (laughs) That is funny. Okay. Um, Who's next? Who's up? Is it me or you? Uh, 
you. You well. Okay. Yeah, yeah. You do the next one. Yeah. All right. I'll give my number three. My number three, Kyle, is Aladdin and the King of Thieves. Yeah. Is my number three. I'm pick. just happy it's in um, the top three for you. So that's good. It's that's my nostalgia pick. I think more than anything. It's the one, like, I have a lot of nostalgia for Return of Jafar, but it doesn't really live up to that nostalgia. Aladdin and the King of Thieves has enough cool elements to maintain the nostalgia, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I think that the, the Kasim, his dad, is cool design. The one, the bad guy who's got, like, the metal claw is badass that, yeah. that uh, Jerry Orbach plays. I think yeah, Saluk. Saluk. Oh, like so they've got cool. that knife fight with Aladdin and Saluk. That's like really cool. Like that they get into like a death fight. Basically, yes. um, it's got. I love the hand of Midas stuff. I think that's cool. Obviously, I knocked it points because I think it has too much genie. Uh, <laughs> like it's just too <laughs> much. Robin Williams is like so overloaded in this movie, but. I just yeah I I think as a as far as Aladdin sequels go it's clearly the better of them mm-hmm. and is a lot more of a grander scale adventure that I like a lot. I will save my thoughts for that one when it comes up in my rankings. All right, Kawa. Yeah, so that was your number three. It's got to be coming soon. That was my number three. My number three, number three, Cinderella three, A Twist in Time. So perfect. Cinderella three is honestly a great movie. I mean, it's a it's a time travel movie. It's got Cinderella in it that we just <laughs> both of us love. We're simper fellas. And we, hell yeah, we are. It's uh yeah, honestly it was a fun fun movie that really yeah. adds to the original a little bit. You know, it, it's it's one that feel like it, it it is it's a positive for the world of the Cinderella. And so <laughs> Yes. Yeah. No, that is my number 2 pick, Kyle. So, I'm right there with you. Um, this one, the only reason I think it, it probably could have edged its way into number one. Like it's one of the most cohesive, fully thought out movies. Yes. Like that feels like a movie of all of these. Um, it's only real downside is just that I don't have any nostalgia for it in the same way that I have nostalgia for a lot of these other ones, you know, like I love, I'm a simper fella now, but I only became a simper fella recently and I didn't watch this movie as a kid. I only watched the trailer you know, when I was like a teenager. Um, but it just, it does do basically everything that that you could do right. And it has like the, the hardest task. Cinderella is the hardest movie to make a sequel to. Yeah. And somehow they make one that is like good, yeah. which is just mind blowing to me that it's good. They do like it, so, you know, they go back in time. Like that's crazy. Yeah. It's cool. It is. It is cool. And it, it all looks cool. It's got that awesome, like demon pumpkin carriage chase yeah. in it. Oh, that demon yeah. pumpkin rules. It makes so Prince cool. Charming way better than he is in either of the other Cinderella movies. Yeah. The man jumps yeah. out a window, you know? That part is so awesome. Yeah. <laughs> you take one more step down these stairs and just eats himself out the window instead. That's hilarious to me. Uh, it, it, it gets rid of the mice that were annoying me in Cinderella 2. There's less mice stuff, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they um, only kept yeah. just two of them because that's all you need. So. Yeah, and that's, it's good. It's a good movie. Kyle, what's your number two? My number two, Lion King one and a half. Wow. This is okay. great. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, it's a it's a really fun movie. They went for a comedic fun thing with Timon and Pumbaa, like, hey, let's just mm-hmm. show what they were doing throughout the throughout the Lion King and see if if they had certain events that they did that kind of 
were unseen parts of the original, right? And they they don't do that as much as you kind of want them to do it, but um yeah. But the whole movie is a is a bit, you know, it's them like in a movie theater. It's got these these cuts that are really fun of, you know, just Timon going and getting popcorn while Pumbaa's waiting yes. in the in the in the theater. Um it's got a lot of great comedy to it. And it's something where they they went for it in a movie and they succeeded. They succeeded in making this really fun sequel you know if you call it a sequel and it's um yeah it it's just a just a great one i wholeheartedly agree it's my number one pick it is to me it's the highest animation quality of any of the others because it has to be on par with the original movie in order to insert because it's cutting back and forth with some scenes right yes um, I love like like the same way the Lion King too. They do a Romeo and Juliet because the first Lion King is like Hamlet. I love that this one is Rosencrantz and Guildenstern are dead. Like they keep that Shakespearean twist going. I like that it is um, like of all the comedies. Like you said, this is the one that has the most successful comedy in it. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. a lot of what is trying to be funny actually is funny. It's got great performances. They got all the best cast members back. And then they add in Jerry Stiller, who I love. who's always funny. Um, I don't have a lot bad to say about the movie other than obviously like it doesn't go all in it. Like you said, it doesn't do as many bits as you might want where it's playing into the Lion King, the original one, mm-hmm. you know, um, but it it is just funny. Everything said it kind of it almost feels like it should be like a it's like a glorified DVD extra, but a really high quality DVD yeah. extra or something like it. It shouldn't work for me that it breaks the rules and has them watching the movie in a theater mm-hmm. like things and then they like re- that. At the very end, it's like all the Disney characters come in to watch the movie again. Yes. with them, You know, yeah, <laughs> that stuff normally pisses me off so much in movies, but. I have so much nostalgia for this one and I just think it's funny and it works for me. If you like the Lion King, I don't see how you couldn't enjoy Lion King oh, one yeah. and a half. I mean, you you want like it's it's just yeah, it's great. Like there's the whole Hakuna Matata thing where Timon's like left alone because Pumbaa yes. and and uh and and uh Simba have left and it, and it's just him being sad and all the spots from the original movie and then the slow motion of Pumbaa running and, and Timon yes. catches up to him. And then they're like, Hey, thanks for, thanks for running slow. Right. Or something like that. <laughs> like he was doing that on purpose. Yes. Like, he's like, yeah. I knew I wanted to make sure you could catch up to me or something like that. It's funny. It's good. It is funny. That's a good, that's a great movie. My number one movie, Kyle, we know what your number one is. My number one. Let's hear why. Aladdin and the King of Thieves. I, I love this movie. It was the one, it was the one going into this, list that i knew i knew that this one was probably going to be my favorite unless there was some one i hadn't seen that was gonna be better this one in line came yeah. one and a half for the two that were like yes if i think of disney sequels that i like those are the two that i like and so mm-hmm. king of thieves for me it has a it, it the plot seems like a true sequel like plot that could have made it to a movie theater if the production value was a little bit higher you know because it's just it's Aladdin's dad. They have this big scope where they have to go find the hand of Midas. They've got mm-hmm. this 40 thieves gang that they have to fight. And in the end, it's a giant. Those turtle. guys are cool. What? Those guys, the 40 thieves are cool. Yeah. Like all they're of them super, are cool. They're, they're great. Yeah. You know? And, um, the, the music is, 
it was the one out of all these that I already knew the songs to early. You know, I remember Are You In or Out was an iconic song Are for you me. Are You In or Out? I don't remember that. Yes. And it's, I love how the movie starts with Jeannie getting Agrabah ready for this wedding. You know, there's a party here in Agrabah. I thought Robin Williams was great. It wasn't too much for me, but I could easily see how it would be too much for anybody because he's just, yeah. when he, he really is a lot. They kind of just unleashed him to to do whatever mm-hmm. he wanted and um, they just animated everything he did. So, um, but yeah, other than that, I love, yeah, the, the villain Saluk is so cool. It's just, it's, yeah, it's great. So it's definitely got the nostalgia bump for me. Um, that helps it get to the number one spot. But overall, it is uh, one of these sequels that actually is one that I would recommend people watch. So, yeah, over Return there of Jafar, and everybody's seen Return of Jafar. So, yeah, absolutely over Return of Jafar, <laughs> hands down. I think it helps too that the King of Thieves is like the finale to the show. Mm-hmm. Right. So it's like it works as a sequel to Aladdin, but it also is allowed to have closure because it's the finale to the show. Whereas Return of Jafar is trying to be like the pilot episode of the show. So it just basically exists only because they want to have Iago on the good guy side for the show, you know, and they would they want to explain that away. Um, and it just can't, you just can't have a satisfying ending in Return of Jafar because it's specifically supposed to set up like 60 episodes of the show. Whereas King of Thieves is finally like, okay, we're done making Aladdin stuff. We can make something that ends satisfyingly, isn't actually feels like a story of a movie. I'm with you. If it had, if it had more budget, a little higher quality animation was able to maybe, make the journey to find the hand of Midas more exciting. I think it would definitely be on par, like a good theatrical release. Mm-hmm. So I, I can't fault you, Kyle can't fault it. It's a good choice. Cool. That's it. Whew. We did it. We ranked her. We, we ranked them guys. Now, you know, you have our definitive rankings. Wasn't it worth it? I bet. Maybe you got to relive our thoughts on all these. Who cares? Kyle, enough about enough. Of, we're not talking about those Disney sequels anymore ever again. Are we not even a word about nope. them? Not even a, do you want to do a villain draft of the best villains of the Disney animated sequels? Yeah. Heck yeah. Let's do it. Okay, cool. Let's do that. Yeah. Let's Ah, oh, shit. We're talking about them still. <laughs> uh, yes. In honor of Jafar, we thought we'd end this. We're going to end this episode with, just a little draft, picking our who can build the best villain team, the yep. most evil squad of evil. Yes. Yeah. Who's going first, Kyle? Um, that's a good question. I feel like it should be random. Uh, well, normally we flip a coin, but I don't have a coin or anything that I can flip. Do you have anything? You I can have a flip? Walmart gift card, which I don't think has any money on it. But boom, flip it. You want it. the blue side or the white side? Ooh, well, blue sides matter, so give me the blue side. All right. Yeah, I'm flipping it now. It's blue side. Woo! Going for snake draft style. Team of five, right? Snake draft. Teams of five, yes. Who can be the most powerful evil or whatever, right? I guess just the evilest. I don't know. We didn't really discuss this. It's just an excuse to... Who gives a shit? <laughs> it doesn't matter because I'm gonna win with my first pick, Kyle. I don't think you are. Because there, I am. There's not a villain that is more dastardly and evil and hated by both of us 
in the Disney animated sequel canon than my number one draft pick for Disney villain, the Beast from Beauty and the Beast. <laughs> <laughs> he's the most. He is not only is he does he have the behavior of a villain within his movies, but his villainous behavior positions us to hate him further because they're also trying to sell him as a love interest and it's so disjointed and does not work that it both ruins it ruins the movies also as well as him being evil so that is why he's because he actually does ruin the movies yes (laughs) he's so evil and bad that he makes movies worse (laughs) it's a good pick well in spirit of your first pick Mm -hmm. my first pick will be another one where in this sequel it kind of ruined things for the original a little bit. He's also very evil. Some say the evilest of the villains because oh. he truly is the god of the hundred, the underworld, Hades from Ooh. Hercules Zero to Hero. And Ooh. if you as you remember from Zero to Hero. Yeah, you're you're also you're also drafting James Woods himself. Yeah. Right? Yes. <laughs> Your neighbor, James Woods, not the... Yeah. my neighbor, James Woods. Don't sue us, actor yeah. James Woods. We're not... B- 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 well, in the Hercules Zero you. to Hero, it's about him as a teenager and Hades knowing about him as a teenager, which yes. is just... which makes no, makes sense. no sense. Yeah. So it, it it ruins it. If you take it as canon, then the whole, the whole first movie's a sham. So, plus Absolutely. he's also Hades and he's, you know... Yeah, the evil god of the underworld. Yeah, so he is evil. He's kind of he is. <laughs> yeah. So there, there it is. That's that's my first pick. Uh, my second pick. Second pick in your villain draft. I really want to. I really want to squash a lot of attempts. You know, um, from you. I feel like there's something that I, someone I could pick that could really, um, in a in a team atmosphere, could really change things if there's some mistakes yeah. that were made. You know, and so the. So uh-huh. my second pick here is Lady Tremaine with the wand from Cinderella 3 so that she can Great go pick. back in time to change things if she needs to. I love it. That's a, Listen, that's a great pick. She is powerful and very evil to the point of abusing her daughters yes. to try to get what she wants. That's pretty villainous behavior. Um, I'll tell you right now, Kyle, most of my answers are basically jokes. I didn't take this draft very seriously. Well, uh, so, <laughs> so you're probably going to win. I'll be honest oh, with yeah. you. It's but all I, about but winning. Maybe. Here. I mean, it's all about winning. But maybe I think I may have somebody even more evil than Lady Tremaine or Hades. My next pick in the villain draft, Kyle, is Ruby, the junkyard dog that's kind of a pedophile <laughs> from Lady and the Tramp oh 2. <laughs> uh, Ruby. She's in puppy love. Uh, uh, not good. Not good. Hard to argue there's anything more evil than, you know, pedophilia. Uh, yeah, she's just an old lady dog that kind of flirts with a puppy. And it's weird. And uh, she's what popped in my head when I was looking at all of the looking at all the posters for all the movies, trying to remember the villains. And I was like, who's the villain in Lady and the Tramp 2? And then the first thing that popped in my head was Ruby. Was Ruby. So, yeah. Good. Unfortunately. Well. All right. It, um, what? Let's see. Hmm. Oh, you get you oh, get another pick. Snake you draft. Another pick. Yeah. Sorry. I was going to say. Sorry. <laughs> Please, Kyle. How dare you? All right, for my next pick, Kyle, we've talked about him a lot. He's the villain of your favorite movie, 
I'm taking a real pick this time. Saluk from yeah, Saluk. Aladdin and the King of Thieves. I just think his fucking claw hand is so cool that I, he made my list. He's just so thinking cool. About he's, that. Will, he's willing to murder Aladdin. How old is Aladdin? Is he yeah. like 16? So he's actually how old is he? That's a great question. I have no idea how old he's supposed to be. He's a street rat. Yeah, that's he's all I got rat. on him. But he's really he's yes. willing to kill him instead of yes. letting him reunite with his dad or whatever. So yeah. Yeah, he's pretty evil. He's dude. just he looks evil as heck. He's just an evil looking dude, and he's cool. Mm-hmm. He's got a great song. So yeah, that's it. That, that he he's my number three pick. Hmm. Uh, my number three pick here. Um. So let's see. I got three and four to pick. So I will pick. Mm-hmm. I will. I will pick. Uh. I, I'm just gonna get it. Get it out of the way. I'm picking Jafar. Jafar's on my he's team. Picking Jafar. Yeah, Jafar's That's on my great. team, man. He is so evil. He's so evil, and, and when he's when he is a genie under the control of somebody, he immediately can switch that he power does, he, and just he bully immediately takes over. a beast ball. He takes over. He's like, no, you want your wish? Okay, yeah, I'm gonna drown you. Oh, you want your second? You want to live? That's your second wish. All right. You want your third <laughs> wish? You're gonna have to do what I say. Like, I, yeah. it's so good. And so it's true. Um, yeah, Jafar, evil dude, lots of power too. I mean, like, if we're going for a power, I feel like there's no way you can come back from. Yeah, there's no way your team could beat my team. But I don't think I don't know. That's not real. we're. What are we going for? Uh, I don't know. Who, who even knows? We're going for a good time. We're going for a all right. Good time. That's what we're going for. My for my fourth pick, um, I am picking the villain from Mulan Two. Do you know the villain of Mulan Two was? I wrote down the patriarchy. What's your answer? <laughs> the Mongols. The Mongols. <laughs> the unseen Mongols. I guess that's that true. They the are an invading threat. force. They're gonna come in and yeah. murder everybody in this in in China. And they and because of that, we almost get some, you know, forced marriages. And so Yeah. It's true. all their fault. So I get the whole Mon- Mongolian Empire. You get the whole Mongol armor army. That's fine. I I will not pick the patriarchy from Mulan 2 now, which was one of my choices uh, for <laughs> evil villains. Um, okay, Kyle, then my number four pick, I am choosing someone who we've already discussed might be one of the most sadistically evil characters in all of these Disney sequels. Uh, he's just pure evil for no reason. You know him as Zoogore. <laughs> A man who tortures a family of innocent gorillas <laughs> by does. trapping them inside of a freaking rocky ravine where they have no food or like socialization for no reason at all. He just does it for fun. Uh, truly a monster, the zoo court is. Mm-hmm. I think it's hard to get any more evil than him. But now, Kyle, I'd like to choose my last pick. Yes. Okay. And you said I would have a hard time challenging the power of Jafar. But what if I can choose someone whose power uh, reaches beyond the films, whose power is almost a God-level creative energy of the films, the creator themselves. (laughs) Colin Blaine and Dale Case, directors of Bell's Magical World, (laughs) are my final pick. In the Disney straight video <laughs> villain draft, the directing team behind our most reviled film. Oh man! 
Who it's, has more power than those who wield the quill? That's what I say. Oh, that's great. Oh, that's good. Uh, geez. Uh, for my for my final pick, then I have uh, I have a couple choices. I guess I could pick. Mm-hmm. You know, like I said, the the true villain I really love the most, Zira from from uh, from uh, from Lion King uh, mm-hmm. two. You know, just pure revenge embodied. But I think I'm gonna go with the sleeper pick. I'm picking Sarush. You know, this Sarush from Hunchback of Notre Dame too. He was okay. You know, a street musician or a street magician. But really, when you looked at him, he was performing real magic. You know, he was That's teleporting. Very stuff. true. This dude he was. We don't know his magic. full capabilities. <laughs> we know that he is. He basically took on. Oh, what's the main? What's her name? Why do we always blank on her name? And it's um, so oh, strange that we don't know Madeline? her name. Madeline. <laughs> I was going to say Melody. That's what I was yeah. screwed up. <laughs> I mean, he takes her in as like a five or six year old because she I just tried love to... Madeline, don't you? Madeline, I just yeah, love, I love Madeline. Madeline. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. Yeah. She's, God. yeah. Sorry. <laughs> uh, she takes a coin from him. And so he basically is, she's, he's like, oh, you're my slave for life. You know? Yes. He does also kidnap a child. Like, yeah. Just because that child might out his plan, basically. Like, yeah, yeah. he's a bad dude, and he's he got a lot bad. of power that we don't know about. So there it is. That's it. That's it, guys. I would just like to give an honorable mention to Ursula's crazy sister, <laughs> who just is not quite evil enough to make the list. She's I not think. she's evil just, enough. She's not smart enough. She's not yeah. anything. She's no. She's just bad. living in her sister's shadow as she is defined by her first line and she Those has the worst teams. she has the worst uh song of any villain yes. ever that just so was, bad that it is cut <laughs> so yeah. bad that it was cut from the movie and it's in the Oof. special features you can find on disney plus hell yeah see Morgan, it, morgana's song and see what her and ursula look like as kids because there's like a little picture in there there is that little so. picture of them as kids that's that's almost worth watching those that special feature for why not if you've already watched the movie you might as well watch that special feature at least um those are that's our villain draft what a great what a what a god what a great podcast this is what a great draft but unfortunately kyle like all great things just like the oracle once said in matrix revolutions to bring it back around to the matrix everything that has a beginning has an end neo and uh i think we've reached the end of this episode don't you yeah great next week folks This podcast isn't dead, don't you worry. Next week, we're coming at you strong with more of that hot, juicy, made-for-TV content discussing new films again. We are doing an honor of January. We've got our baby New Year month coming up. Next up, we're going to be watching the film The Pregnancy Pact, a (laughs) lifetime channel movie about a group of teen girls who I believe all make a deal to get pregnant together. I think that's based on a real story. I think so, too. Uh, yeah, so we'll have to look into that real story. We'll see how it sounds like it's probably going to be a crazy movie, if I had to guess. And it's I'm excited be a crazy to watch movie. it. It's going to be a crazy time talking about it. Hell yeah. But you got to wait till next week for that, folks. As of right now, that should do it for this week's episode of the Made for TV podcast. So let's pop out nothing because we don't have a tape in there. 
If you're listening and you like what you hear, please remember to rate, review, and subscribe. Also, go back and listen to the rest of our episodes if you're just listening to this and you hadn't listened to the other ones. That'd be psychotic. Please remember <laughs> to follow us on social media at Made4TVPodcast. That's at Made4TVPodcast. Thank you to Chris Ratzabout for our theme song. Thank you to Maggie for our artwork. Until next week, I'm Scott. I'm Kyle. Happy New Year, folks. See you later.